even though they're all kind of maybe more kind of foresty type areas, at least the places I've been, you can definitely see some visual distinction as well as kind of some sound distinction there too. Mm -hmm. So there's each zone kind of has an identity in my opinion. And that's something that I definitely hope carries over to ashes as well. Like we talked about kind of racial influence, but obviously a zone itself needs to have an identity there needs to be a good transition right music transition i think also is something that i feel like has done well um in new world so yeah i would say i mean they're they're definitely hitting at least all the things that i would consider and actually exceeding some expectations you know for me because i didn't get a chance to play much in the open beta In his moment of contemplation, the Pathfinder felt the wind blow once more, and as it did, the leaves of the trees rustled in the breeze. The sound reminded him of autumn, which was his favorite season. Then the sound of the leaves he could hear music. It haunted him as if an elusive whisper or melody, much like the music he once enjoyed on Sanctus. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by my returning Pathfinder friend, Daedalus. Welcome back, man. Thank you. Hello, everyone. And, um, oh, Half Tilt's not here. Sorry. A moment there. Uh, Half Tilt's still out. He'll be back next week. Also, we expect to have good old Pasha on next week i do believe that'll be the 10th so we'll be having him on. we'll probably cover a little bit of his reflections around the most recent ashes of creation live stream um as well as some of the other shenanigans that i'm sure he's going to bring to the table as pasha usually does friends before we dig in too far gotta give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com the community curated website for ashes of creation also a shout out to all of the imperial flames which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. And we uh, always appreciate the support here. Um, we don't have any iTunes reviews to actually go through and read today. Um, no call-ins or anything like that. But if you do want to call in, you can call us at 1-539-664-6801. You can shoot some mail to our Pathfinder grunt at ashespathfindersgmail.com. You can also leave us a five-star review with a comment. And if you do over on iTunes, we'll read it here on the show. The link to that is posted on our Twitter over at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Um, and it's right there pinned to the top of our uh, Twitter profile. So you can find that there if you'd like to leave us a review. Now, we do have some things on the agenda today to talk about. Not too much in recent Ashes of Creation news. Um, but we do have some things to talk about. Something we've kind of had on the table for probably a couple, two to three weeks now. Um, we'll obviously tie in some conversation around other games um, to make it more relevant to what we're talking about here with um, with Ashes of Creation and Trepa Studios and what they're doing to develop the game. Um, but yeah, man, like I know Daedalus, uh, we talked a little bit last time. I know yourself and some of the other people here in my own, our guild virtue are actually, sorry, I had to think about that for a minute. My guild, our guild virtue, um, uh, have been playing New World, and there's been a lot of, uh, you know, I've seen like a lot of positive reflections. But yeah, I guess what's been going on with you this week? I know you're probably going to hit on that a bit, and I'll catch up a little bit. But what you been up to, man, since the last podcast? Uh, not much, just you know, just some busy work around the house, and obviously, New World launch um, happened this past Tuesday. So mm -hmm. I've been digging into that. Um, I would say I'm probably approaching no life status, but definitely not as efficient <laughs> in my uh, leveling as some of the other folks in Virtue, but uh, definitely having a good time with the community there. Um, you know, I would say there's definite pros and cons, and there's actually a lot of parallels to Ashes oh, cool. um, that I've been noticing just being, um, you know, having so much history with Intrepid and Ashes and the development kind of seeing some of those ideas in some form come into um, New World as well. And uh, there's definitely, I would say, some some good and bad there. But I would say from a community experience standpoint, it's been great. 
Um, Other than that, yeah, just been kind of trying to relax. I did take a few days off, you know, Um, so I, I, you know, spent some time, you know, watching some movies with friends Mm -hmm. virtually and, you know, had some good times uh, in, uh, in New World. Nice. Yeah, I know a lot of people in the community have been like, man, they have just been dug in hardcore. Those queues have looked brutal, but when people get in there, it seems like it's been, I'd say overall, it seems like it's been a pretty rewarding experience for the people that could actually could actually do it. I know I sat in and kind of lurked on a PvP initiative and everybody was pretty excited about it. Everybody in the guild was playing. We had like, I think at the time, like somewhere in the area of like 30 people maybe that were a part of the um part of the initiative on the server that virtue is on and uh you know everybody everybody sounds like they're having a pretty good time um but yeah overall i i'm pretty stoked it's been um been a i've been i've been doing a lot of the work behind the scenes like for the branding and stuff for the pathfinder show and like the uh man i gotta i gotta give it to them i gotta give a shout out to my the divisions team that i work with uh, these they're a pakistani team that has been doing a lot of the stuff that i've had um, you know, we have right here on this podcast, that background, that animated background. And like, um, you know, I've been working with them to like work on some assets and stuff for uh, the sister site to Ashes HQ, which is ESO HQ. Launched that this week. Um, worked really hard on it. Shout out to Alfina um, for doing a ton of grunt work to gather some of the info. And um, yeah, obviously uh, been getting a lot of feedback from people on that. And it's been really positive. Um, so I got to give you know, shout out to the people that have helped to actually gather, you know, some info or contribute. So shout out to Visions and everybody who's been sort of helpful in that as well. Did some updates on Ashes HQ is actually pretty nice too. Um, I'm kind of working on some things. It's really, it's kind of good because I, I'm really glad that I have this other project that I'm doing because I feel like it's, you know, because right now I feel like I'm kind of at a stopping point with Ashes HQ, but there's some features I want to integrate, but it's more useful to integrate those types of things when you got a game that's active where you have certain in, certain types of information that you can be utilizing to um, try to like, um, you know, like actually uh, utilize some of these features that I might want to use on a website. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually giving me a bit of like a testing ground to actually work on some things that are long-term going to be beneficial for Ashes HQ um, and some things that are actually going to be beneficial for the podcast here as well. Um, so kind of got some things in the works. It's been, a very busy past week, but it's been really cool because of the fact that um, I've been able to work on a lot of things that are going to be helpful across the board. It's going to help here with this, the podcast, the, you know, the HQs, uh, everything related to all the content that we kind of work on here and produce on this channel as a whole. But it's been a good week. It's been a really good week um, overall. Been a very busy week, but, um, you know, it was interesting because we've talked about wanting to discuss elements of like music and how that impacts like the overall theme and like vibe that we have and like immersion which is talked about a lot um i've talked about this a lot on the um looking for more podcasts which is one of the other podcasts that you know it's like a sister podcast to this um or sibling podcast rather to this show um so shout out to them we do that on thursdays and uh, we didn't do one last thursday but I think it was the one before that we actually talked a lot about immersion and one of the big elements of immersion is what music. I mean, it's also the world. There's a lot of layers to that, but music for me is a big one. And, um, I know you had actually brought up, uh, music previously as it relates to new world. Cause there was like a YouTube video that outlines it and, you know, fan Friday, every Friday, um, the ashes of creation team on their Twitter on socials rather, We'll actually promote like somebody in the community who's basically done some sort of fan art, fan fiction, fan music, whatever, some sort of a fan work that comes from the community. And every Friday they post that fan submission that's basically selected to be showcased. And it was perfectly, it was music by, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Shararis, I think was the name. Um, And it was on Twitter. And I'm going to go ahead and link this here for those of you that are here in chat with us watching live. And um, it was pretty chill music, man. It was it was kind of chill vibes for sure. And um, I thought, you know, well, that that aligned. It's, it's funny how things sometimes just align just right with what you got going on on the agenda, because, you know, they even said there's nothing more heavenly than the sound of some good harps and shout out to them for creating peaceful music for Fan Friday. 
And they even posted like when entering a node, what type of music would you like to have welcome you? Which I thought was an interesting question. When entering a node, what type of music would you like to welcome you? And I thought to myself, thematically, there's nothing better than, well, if we know that there's like a soundtrack, or, I mean, we're sure we know Bear McCreary is going to do some amazing work for the yeah. soundtrack for this game, right? It wouldn't be a bit, of, I don't think it's a stretch to think to ourselves that, you know, he's probably going to create like a theme for each race, probably. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Right. Theme for the races, possibly themes for what, like the deities, maybe? Or maybe even if we were to narrow that down, we could say uh, religious temple themes or uh, whatever. Yeah, if it's like a type mm -hmm. of node, like yep. religious. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I think that would be some great way to kind of, I wouldn't say have it be like slapping you in the face, like <laughs> say, oh, okay, just walk in here. I recognize the music. But have it be kind mm -hmm. of subtle and yeah. kind of yeah, I, I think that would be great um, for sure. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what Bear does with with the Ashes like universe. Uh, I've been kind of chomping at the bit for that ever since Stephen announced it. You know, years. several I guess now I could say several years several ago years now. ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so like you know you think about themes thematically like music we're going to get and i mean to me when when they ask the question when you enter a node and i'm thinking to myself well what's predominantly the heavy influence on the node right you know so if it's a military node maybe i don't know like say we've got a it could be a deity that's focused on the military endeavors but we know that the the gods and ashes of creation specifically are around what as aspects of the universe or feeling as well, right? Hope, for example, fate, for example, creation, for example. Um, those are all, you know, those are all examples of deities. But I like think to myself about when you walk into a node, and I don't, I don't know, would would you want it to be more along the lines of like the the dominant race that's contributed to it and therefore like ties into the visual element you know because we know that architecturally the race that contributes the most experience to the node is going to be the essentially thematically when you look at it aesthetically the theme and the appearance is going to tie into the race do would you want the music to align with that or or maybe not and why or why not well, I mean, like personally, and I don't know how difficult this is to program because um, I mean, I, I definitely know my way around like, you know, technical like releases and whatnot, mm -hmm. but the actual like dug in development, I leave that to the bigger brains in the room. Um, but personally, I would love to see, um, as I mentioned, kind of like some intertwine and I wouldn't mind a kind of a theme or an underlying theme for each of the sub races so i'm not just saying okay there's only one for um you know the human race or the you know elf races mm -hmm. or the orc races i want yeah. to be able to distinguish between what's you know somebody said it in chat actually um is it the the puri um yeah. or is it the Imperium? true right i want to be able to kind of get that because me personally I kind of see, um, based on what I know of where they're kind of pulling influences for, mm -hmm. I see something kind of more majestic, regal with Empyrean. I see something more like, I don't want to say tribal per se, because it's not exactly yeah. tribal, but it's more like nature kind of, you know, maybe incorporating right. some sort of nature sounds, that kind of thing. Um, I would love to see that. I would love to see themes around the types of nodes um, as well. Like if it's a military node, I, I want there to be like some sort of like pomp and circumstance walking into the node. And mm -hmm. and I, I honestly, you know, if we're if we're throwing down a wish list here, I would love to see it change when it goes from a village to all the way to a metropolis and kind of mm -hmm. each stage in between is have maybe again it's the same theme it's a familiar thing but it may be like a right. different tone or a different you know uh i don't want to say octave but 
a different key or something where you still get the melody, but then you get like an arrangement that's appropriate for maybe a larger style node. So definitely that means that there might be a much bigger budget to music than Steven anticipated, but that would be like some really, um, really fun, like intricacies with the music yeah. to be able to play off of. Um, and, and I know just like, if I think of what bear had done with, uh, God of war, I actually, one of the first games in a long time that I legitimately went out and found the soundtrack on Spotify and made sure I had it like on hand, um, because I wanted to kind of listen to it and, and kind of see his style. And I could see there's certain things like he's in, like you get the main God of War theme and then you have like other pieces that he does where he intertwines that melody into it. And so you kind of get it. It's like you go from, oh yeah, I know this is the God of War music, but then you also get this, oh, this is a really, you know, beautiful. This is a really nice piece of music. And then all of a sudden you get that melody coming in and like, oh wait, this is God of War, you know? So it's like, it's that kind of thing where it would be nice to kind of have that dynamic way to deliver the sound design. Mm. Um, like if we're just talking about music, I mean, there's other aspects of sound design I would definitely like us to talk about today um, and kind of spark some ideas as I was like, you know, learning a little bit more about how New World um, did sound design because it felt like it was a really good way to immerse people. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that's one of our topics is kind of talking about how that impacts immersion. So yeah, I won't, won't uh, let the get out of the bag yet. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously like you definitely go check out the, the posts on their Twitter, check that out, you know, see what we're kind of referencing here. If you're listening to this later, obviously when you listen to it or you watch on YouTube, you don't really get to see the links in chat because it's not really included. Uh, but you can go to the Ashes of Creation Twitter. Just kind of go down a little bit. It was on Friday, which would have been the first of October, actually. And you can go back to that day. You'll see the the Fan Friday post there. Um, you can kind of take a look at it or listen to it rather, and kind of see what we're referencing here um, in that regard. But I also saw a point in there from Cheryl talking about seasonal, and I thought that's important. That's very important. And then where do you like draw the line on you know lore or when you talk about taverns? Right. Taverns is another point that was brought up in chat as well. You you talk about taverns and you go into a tavern like where do you face the music? What's the choice of the music? Right. Uh, how does that music of like potentially a bard who's playing something mesh with the music of and, you know, kind of having like how do you how EQ the, the levels of that, you know, on a mixer, so to speak, for the game where you've got a bard playing, but you've also got like the background music that's playing in the uh, in a tavern potentially or in a zone or whatever. Um, so yeah, so let's kind of talk about that, right? Music obviously plays a really vital role in the setting, uh, of an MMORPG, depending on where, if you're talking about zone, if you're talking about tavern, if you're talking about metropolis, town, city, whatever it is, hell, a little camp. I mean, how many times have we, um, you know, thought about like sound has just done horribly and we're going to talk about some of the reference points on that. But when we think about music and how vital it's going to be for ashes, I, I really, I'm curious, you know, we know that there aren't going to be elements at least planned initially where we're going to have voice acting and cutscenes of cinematics and stuff like that. That's not been shared as being something to expect right uh, at this point in time. Would it be cool? Absolutely. Should we expect that we're going to get a bunch of cinematics with voice acting and all that? I don't know, man. I doubt it. I don't really expect that we're going to see that off the rip. Um, would I want to see that long term? That'd be freaking awesome. Even if it's just like a little cinematic for like, Oh, we've awakened the dragon and the and the can you imagine like awakening a dragon or something for like uh, a zone of influence for a node and then like a server wide event pops? This is something that I think is really cool that Fortnite does with its game, right? With whether you like it or not, whatever. But there are some pretty cool elements that they sort of do where it's like this game wide event, right? And you've seen this in other games too, like where um, there'll be sort of like a server notification or an event, and maybe you go to a place and like everybody in the server can sort of interact with an NPC and they can play this cinematic that might've been included for, I think world of Warcraft, you know, it's not like it impacts you server wide, but when someone finally defeated the Lich King, right? What happened in Dalaran? You go there, 
and there's an NPC, and you can essentially play like the Fall of Arthas. That was like pretty cool that you could do that. Um, mm -hmm. So, however you choose to deliver it, but like imagine if like a server-wide event sort of gets announced, and you get to see a cinematic of the dragon that you're about to face. You don't know where it's at yet. You don't know where it went. Only thing you got to go off of is like this little cinematic of like where it kind of broke free and where it lands or whatever. Um, so this is a big, you know, long-term in-game potential possibility that, that I think could tie in really well with Ashes of Creation because of the fact that events are based on player interactivity and behavior and unlocking things in the nodes. Now, we know that we're not going to get stuff like that. So then we go, well, how vital is music going to be when you don't have things like voice acting and you're talking to an NPC or you enter a zone? I feel like because we don't aren't going to get voice acting and cinematic pieces to dialogue and quests and narratives, et cetera, at least we, that we are aware of so far, I feel like music's even more important as a result of mm -hmm. that. Um, so why do we think it's going to be vital for Ash as a creation to really capitalize on this? Well, this may be a counterpoint to what you said too. I mean, definitely like we we've heard specifically that voice acting is out, right? Considering yeah. the yeah. time and effort that it would require to, you know, make that happen. Um, but I think there's still an opportunity for them to do some sort of cutscenes that don't necessarily have spoken dialogue. Um, they've, proven that they've done it before and they cranked out a lot of uh, like initial videos and, and they were actually using the in-game engine to do that. Um, so, you know, from my perspective, I think that's still a possibility. At least I hope it is. It's on the roadmap somewhere. Um, as far as like your, your question around um, sound design, you mentioned music and that's definitely important. I totally agree. I mean, I have some great, memories like hitting content for the first time and hearing the score and just being totally like immersed because of that but i think one of the things that i really wanted mm -hmm. to touch on too is just sound design in general um and i think that's super important as well if you don't have voice acting um and i i find that actually to be one of the things that new world has done extremely well i mean i know they did their own marketing videos on it but had I not even seen that video, I would have the same opinion. Um, just kind of understanding the level of effort they went through to, yeah. in order to make that happen was was fantastic. Yeah. But just the the point at which you know you're sampling like an actual pickaxe hitting a rock or um, you know some like animal sounds or you know just some sort of background um, what what do you call it? Like some sort of like background ambient noise. All of that seems to play really well in terms of immersing is because you have that musical component, mm -hmm. which is good for kind of setting the mood and the atmosphere. And then you have everything else that kind of fills it out and creates that experience. So definitely we know the Ashes team has put a lot of work into the visual. Um, I really hope um, that in addition to Bear McCurry being part of you know, the project, that they also take a look at what it'll take to be able to do some of these other things um, that kind of fill out the sound design to make it feel like a living world. Because I would say New World, if I take away like every other aspect of it that I like, like or don't like or whatever, and I just strip away the sound design piece, like walking into a town or walking out in the wilderness feels like I'm there every time. Like I was just, even today I was running around and I'm like, man, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm in a dark forest and there's like, you know, all these ghouls and, you know, ghosts around and I can kind of feel that immersion mm -hmm. without like anything. If I just closed my eyes, I would know, very well where I am um, and I would hopefully not close my eyes because I want to keep running because I don't get my butt kicked <laughs> but, but at the end of the day that, that is how impactful sound is in a game right and we've experienced it in other games I mean I know even like my first 
rating experience in WoW with Molten Core, hearing that music, like to this day, if I hear that or if I hear Grizzly Hills, you know, theme or something else, I mean, I instantly oh, know yeah. what that is. There's, there's some level mm -hmm. of identity to that. There's also like, there's a memory attached to it because you were going in and you were, yeah. you know, you were hitting the first right ever in World of Warcraft you know, molten core, right? So you've got that kind of, you've got that feeling of when you're engaging a boss. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, it, it's definitely more vital um, if they don't do voice acting, but I really do hope they kind of take the time or at least work with somebody that can help and assist them. Cause I know it's not necessarily them, they themselves that might have the bandwidth to do what say Amazon did, which is like some of the developers or sound designers actually went out and like found people that do certain tasks that would equate to like, you know, somebody, you know, chopping wood or mining ore or what have you. Um, but I think that would just continue to build out what they've already started in terms of their momentum, which is the level of detail on the creatures, the level of animation behavior on the creatures, all those things it would just it would just amp it up to 11 in my opinion yeah that's a, something i was like reading too is like you know talking about like raids in chat when you jump into a raid and there's like a theme i mean i also think though too like there's sometimes when you just don't want a, a theme music like final fantasy 14 i jump on my chocobo i don't need it i don't need that every time i jump on my chocobo like i don't need to be like and we're off to the races on our no, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Right. Yeah. Or, or every time you get into a fight, it's like the same repetitive combat music. Like I think combat music can be great, but for every single fight I engage in, it gets so redundant and it gets like kind of, kind of bothersome for me. I'd much yeah. rather have combat sounds and hearing that with like the background music for the zone kind of like, you know, tuned down just a tad. It's always, it's always been my jam, but you're right, dude. Yeah. You, you go into like Eversong woods. I remember the first time I walked into Eversong it's woods in world of Warcraft and I was like, it felt so magical. Like my, I mean, literally I was like, okay, <clears throat> I'm waiting to see fairies. I'm waiting to see like auras of like these like ambient sort of like, you know, magical like colors and, and the zone delivered on that. Aside from where like the horde was destroying shit, but that's a different story. My point is, though, is like you know you walked into the zone and the harp kind of played and the like, you know the vibrato of the female singer and it was like wow this is just like this is this hits it hits the mood. Probably out of every zone I've been in, that one still to this day when I think of a World of Warcraft zone and I think about great music, hundred percent that one right off right off the bat for me and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the night elf zones in general though i mean that very much yeah. like there's a there's a theme it doesn't matter if you go to their capital city if you go into eversong woods where they have a dominant force and they have a lot of npcs they're usually at least old world of warcraft right there's usually like this sense of like a night elf theme going on like in music you see them that to me was like a pretty good jam but i also think the transitioning was something that was really important and so i think about transitioning i think about like well if you're in a city and you've got this like i don't know like race ost going and then you go into a tavern like you don't want it to be like this abrupt change either you need it to be right. a smooth transition like i hear the um the crowd on this you know bustling city streets or whatever and i hear this like theme for maybe the, i don't know whatever the race that's predominant race of the zone or something of the uh, note or whatever uh, in the city in the metropolis and or city you walk in and you got this theme and you're like okay this is a very very imperian or you know whatever very vec or, or whatever the case might be but i transition from the you know the streets to the tavern like you want that sound of like you know, people, you know, the barkeep and like people at tables that are laughing and sort of um, gambling or whatever. Um, but you also don't want it to be like so repetitive and overly 
emphasized that it's sort of like annoying to hear it every time. Um, there's this, I don't know uh, what what character it is, but then Final Fantasy 14, I walk into a city. There's like, there's like this sound of like this little, it sounds like a little kid, like a little little girl going, yeah, or whatever. You're like, oh, that just doesn't, 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 I don't like it. So it's yeah, like I'm not I'm not a fan of over the top. I think you're you yeah. and I are the same in that regard. Yeah, for sure. A little, little much, man. But you know, what you said about New World is something I've heard a lot about, and I keep hearing about how the sounds just done really good in the game, and capitalize. I mean, I keep hearing things like chopping the chopping a tree down, or like looting, or or you know the combat sounds like they're on point that's something they've clearly done a really good job with um so definitely a page from their playbook that i think the intrepid team could could learn from um because there's a lot of games where sounds that it's not done well or you know you hear the sound on one side and i'm like why am i panned on the right when I'm, it's over or the left or why does it sound like it's all around me when it should maybe be on one side and yeah, I think about that in a lot of games where sound design is just not done well. You know, you could have a 7.1 surround sound headset on and you're like, I just got attacked and I, it does not sound like I got attacked from where I'm being attacked from. Um, So put those headphones to use, like make them worthwhile. Cause... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things too, are you just kind of talking about um, just sounds in general, like even just like walking through a zone and knowing that there's mining nodes in the area you can like hear yeah. someone mining or you're like oh i hope nobody hears me mining because i want to grab this ore before somebody grabs it right it's it's that kind of thing where it's like the sound actually helps um again it helps you be immersed and kind of have that experience versus it just being Oh yeah, it's just something local. I'm just hearing because I'm tapping a node, but it's not anything anyone else is going to hear. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, for sure that, and just kind of a, your comment around um, the night elf area, um, or sorry, the blood elf area with Eversong. Um, yeah, I would agree with some of the comments in chat too around um, Ashenvale. I mean, I made a bunch of different racial characters. Um, you know when I first started in World of Warcraft and being yeah. able to kind of differentiate that. I mean, the first time I walked into Stormwind as a human, I was like, for me, that was like, I mean, it was definitely like very early in the MMO, you know, development. I mean, you had like a couple of like trailblazers and then WoW came on there, yeah. but just that the sheer scale of the city plus the music, you just kind of, you just felt it there. Um, and now it's kind of almost like white noise going in there, at least, you know, as I was been, you know, had, had played it recently. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in general, I agree with you as well. It's like, you don't want to necessarily be too repetitive or have it be like something that you maybe don't want to hear like over and over and over. Right. And that's some of the things too, um, that I, I would say, you know, the intrepid team should be thinking about too is like okay how again how dynamic is the music can we go from mm -hmm. it being the same actual piece of music to something that is thematically in the same art can we maybe lower the volume as like you said as combat starts not necessarily have the same combat music but maybe kind of flip flop between a few different tracks or at least like short pieces and don't have it play constantly, you know, kind of have it fade in and out with the music. I mean, there's a lot of choices you can make there that really make it focusing on immersing the player versus just grandstanding on a different, you know, piece of sound, which I've seen, like, you know, you've mentioned, I've seen in other games yeah. where like, oh, hey, we have this great soundtrack. We're just going to play it to death until you hate it, you know? Yeah. You know, the Elder Scrolls Online does a pretty good job. I would definitely say it has room to grow, but it it's done a pretty good job of like the, you know, like being in that game, you've also got like actual bards who are singing, singing, and they're NPCs mm -hmm. and stuff. Definitely hits a really good vibe of like, you know, I'm going into a tavern and it's definitely, there's a bard singing in the tavern. 
you know, and they have a variety of different songs. So it's not the same song. I mean, it varies up a lot. You can sit in front of a bard in that game and literally let them go through a whole playlist of their songs. Impressive, right? I mean, yes, you've even very. got like, you even got like these subtle differences of like where the fingers are at on the neck of the lute. And the shifting between that and, you know, but again, it's a voice acted game. It's triple studio, a lot of different layers and levels, but it, it, but there's not really like this sound of like tavern, you know, people in the tavern, you've got people there and you can hear dialogue between them, but you don't really have the sound of people talking and chattering in a tavern. But in some games you go into the, you know, to the tavern, it's just like a constant bustle bustling right. sound of like people walking and things happening and you know uh you know mugs being placed on tables and you know and everything so it's like there's definitely there's something to be said for striking at the balance and that equilibrium between where is it too much and where is it a little over the top and where is it like too you know just subtle enough but not not so 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 little of it that you know it doesn't really seem to have an impact at all um but you were talking about like a lot of the things with like Amazon specifically and what they've done with new world. What are some of the things that you feel like they've done probably really the best so far when it comes to that? In terms of like the sound piece. Yeah. And maybe even with like, you know, when you you're in a zone, cause I haven't played it. So I'm, I'm a complete zero reference here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say like personally, I just think just the ambience like the ambient sound, ambient music, um, just like the little touches, um, like we were talking about before, like, you know, when you're crafting or when you're gathering, like there's like a, you know, a certain rustle when you pick up a bush to gather some wood and it's like, you know, it doesn't feel like stock sound, which sometimes you yeah. kind of get in games. It actually feels real. Right. Um, and that that I think above all is um, to me what they've done the best in terms of just creating a world. Um, I haven't, you know, I'm probably like maybe about halfway through the leveling experience and I haven't necessarily gotten through every single zone yet. But the ones that I have been like spending a lot of time in, I mean, it definitely feels like a world i know like the you know the regions and they're visually different too so you kind of even though they're all kind of maybe more kind of foresty type areas at least the places i've been mm -hmm. you can definitely see some visual distinction as well as kind of some sound distinction there too mm -hmm. so there's each zone kind of has an identity in my opinion and that's something that i definitely hope carries over to ashes as well like we talked about Kind of racial influence but obviously a zone itself needs to have an identity mm -hmm. there needs to be a good transition right music transition i think also is something that i feel like has done well um in new world so yeah i would say i mean they're, they're definitely hitting at least all the things that i would consider and actually exceeding some expectations mm -hmm. you know for me because i didn't get a chance to play much in the open beta um, and before I played like, you know, very early when they were still trying to figure out what they wanted to do with the game, right. when it was like a full loot kind of PVP situation. Um, but now that I've actually had a chance to spend like several levels in different kinds of zones, there's that. Um, one of the other things too, that they've done, and again, this is from the aspect of sound is they have like different in, um, uh, I would not an invasion points. The invasion is kind of like part of, you know, the kind of the end state of this, but there's certain incursion points that you can go to and clear out. And similar if you've played Rift before, yep. it's kind of like those. It's like you have like a major and minor rift mm. that you're going and clearing and closing. Um, that, like visually and from a sound perspective, that is so well done and the transition is so like the first time i ever stumbled into it because i was just running around the map exploring and all of a sudden like everything almost goes pitch black and all i see is this red glow you know all around me and all of a sudden i see all these like higher level mobs that are gonna eat me for breakfast lunch and dinner and 
and it was that coupled with the sound and like it just felt really menacing not only from a music standpoint but also from a sound standpoint mm-hmm. i mean that super immersive so again right i know there's events planned in um ashes so i would love to see that kind of transition like when you're going into a zone like you like level the note up to a certain situation and all or a certain level and you know you've got a dragon that's going to spawn and you maybe have some stages before the dragon actually spawns i would love to see that kind of thing like pop up all over mm-hmm. the world where like you don't know what the heck is going on you just know something bad is coming right um yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely i mean just setting the tone i think is is the bottom line and um in terms of what new world does and um so i again knowing how much love goes into ashes of creation i expect this is on the radar somewhere it just i would really like this i rarely i rarely uh, provide feedback to developers say hey go look at this game see what they're doing but in this case i kind of do want to make sure that at least intrepid is like understanding what their competition is doing and seeing how they can maybe improve upon it because that's a lot of what they've done is take what's working really well at least from a design standpoint on paper what's worked really well in other games and saying okay yeah we're going to take that as maybe a starting point and along with their own ideas and make it better and they're trying to minimize things that they just don't like about other games so this is one of those things where i would love to see them just like experience that and see like what they think and what's possible in terms of what they're doing and 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 see if that's something that's viable because i think that will um just add more um to what they've already done which is excellent right i still feel like visually like even from an alpha perspective alpha uh sorry ashes probably gonna end up at a higher bar personally um but i i still feel like from a sound perspective i haven't gotten that yet but i know what what stage ashes is in versus new world obviously so hopefully you know part of what they're working on in addition to making ashes visually stunning having a great composer is really kind of going in and saying okay now how do we make this even more of a living and breathing world how can we um you know really set the tone and like you said you know transitioning between like a city street versus a tavern that would be to me a great opportunity to really show some you know excellent sound design and being able to incorporate like i think we talked at one point about what would we really like to see that was like a totally unrealistic idea and part of me is like yeah definitely have like some sort of situation where a bard can actually play and play with other bards and create something unique as a piece um similar to what you were talking about and you know kind of other games you mentioned but i think that would be great you hit on the ambient sound too which i think is super important man yeah ambient sounds are huge for me like it's i don't know man it it creates this like cozy sort of like just comfort for me whenever Mm -hmm. i'm in like when there's like an ambient sort of sound to an environment that sort of just resonates with what the zone is like if it's like you know it could be like an ambient sound of like water you know dripping or like you know rustling in the air and it could just subtle real subtle you know what I mean? It could it could be something tied to like these crystals that ex- exist in the zone that you know has this radiating sort of like harmonic sound or something, you know, and it's subtle, real subtle, but this ambient element is there. And you hear it and it's just real low, real, real low. But as you're in the zone or as you're in the environment, it's just like it feels relaxing. I feel comfortable being here or it really sets the mood for the environment and, you know, running around and having, cause I'm big on like keeping all my UI stuff down at the bottom, keeping the top part of the screen all open. Um, whenever I play a game, if I have the choice like clockwork, when I played world of Warcraft, when I play the Elder Scrolls online, all my UI elements, like 95, 98% of it 
at 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 the at the minimum is all of my stuff's down below. It's in that bottom 15 to 20% at the most of my screen. And I keep that top area aside from maybe pop-ups for like, you know, things I need to see right in my face. Like I really need to see it. I keep it all low, like all my interaction uh, UI elements, all of like my uh, attribute bars, like all of my, uh, you know, freaking party, uh, the party uh, frames and things like that. It's all down there. Cause I like to keep the top part open because I want the environment to be there before me. And I want it to have this sort of panoramic element to it. And that in combination, like the a beautiful environment combination with the sound of that environment, like those two things for me are huge on immersion, huge, huge, huge on immersion. And it isn't just the sound of music. It's the little things. And when you talk about running by someone in the environment and Maybe they're off to the right, chipping away at stone farming. That is a big piece. That is a big piece for me. Um, and, you know, right now in Ashes of Creation, when you're playing the alpha, I mean, I think they do a pretty good job of like, not necessarily like the overall which direction and all that, but like, you know, the animations for chipping away at that. I mean, it's not the exact same over the head swing. It's like over the head, to the side, to the side, over the head, finally chipped away at it. That that attention to detail and the sound of it, I mean, it, it's definitely there. You can see that they're aiming for that. And, you know, I do think that they're probably going to deliver. I think it's something Steven's probably got a, it's probably a high priority when it comes to the immersive, immersive elements in the game. Um, but I think about boss encounters too, right? I mean, I think that even they mentioned that there will probably be soundtracks for probably specific bosses even um or mm -hmm. anti primary antagonists it would be really hard for me to believe that we wouldn't see that but um you know that balance of immersion and this is where i like leave the question for those of you that are listening or you're even maybe here right now we've already seen tons of great examples in chat of like here's good reference points for you know sound and music and immersive elements uh, to the environment or when you're talking about interactions in taverns and but to all of you that end up catching this later you know like what what really delivers on a really good experience for you and maybe what have been some of your frames of reference really just phenomenal examples now it doesn't have to be an MMO it could be any game what are those experiences that just they delivered in spades and when you think of like man I was playing this game I got to this place and it hit me in the damn feelings, man. Right? Like I've had those moments, man. Like you're in a cinematic, you're in an environment and you're leading up to a certain point and something about the music in that moment, just like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm freaking excited. I'm so stoked. Uh, we're, we're here. It could have been a culmination of all of the dialogue, all the quests, they get to this point and now you're following an NPC and the music hits and you're like in just enthralled by it. So excited about it all. And I think of some of my own gaming experiences. I think of RPG games, MMORPGs, World of Warcraft has delivered the Elder Scrolls. Dude, how many times do you go watch those cinematics for like, here's our next expansion. You watch those cinematics that they create the Blizzard mm -hmm. team put together for WoW expansions. Dude, it hit me in the feelings every time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and even some of the pre like expansion content they're yes. doing or have done. Yeah. That was like excellent. Um, and again, just even like in-game events, mm -hmm. like one of the things I was just thinking about as you were talking about that. Now, granted, there's a voice acting component to True. this too, but it's yeah. like it was a combination of lore like sound design voice acting and kind of seeing something visually but at the start of legion when you were kind of running through like that first kind of attack area and they you know brought in like fordring and oh. i'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it but when they brought him in and that whole thing unfolded right i mean i legit you know being a vanilla wow player from day one, you know, you know, swing in the light. Um, it just like, it was like, I just got angry. I got upset and I was like ready to like, you know, really like take revenge because 
of how well that was mm. done. Um, and even like you said, uh, like some of the other expansions content wise may not have like, you know, hit the right sweet spot, mm -hmm. but the cinematics like in Draenor, the cinematics in Legion, the cinematics in like, you know, all these like different expansions, those in my opinion, never disappointed, right? Mm -hmm. Everything else could go wrong with the expansion, but the one thing that it, they consistently did right was setting the tone with those cinematics. Absolutely. Man. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know this is, that's kind of maybe a long-term thing for ashes, but I would love to see them just do those kind of things with, and really kind of work in the lore and really get you. So like, if you've been there from day one, or even if you're coming in later on and things are happening on the server that you've experienced being able to kind of tie that in, Oh, that, that would, again, that would be fantastic. Dude. Yeah. You, it's the culmination of the narrative up until a certain point. And it, and then you see something happening and it doesn't matter how good it looks on screen. You're in the moment when it's happening with Tyrion forging, right? With that whole thing in Legion. I was pissed. Oh my I God, yeah. wanted to drop some judgment on everything around me and just, bathe in the light bitches that's what i was like i wanted to drop lights justice so hard and i was like so and i was like hell no dude this did not just happen it was one of the better it was one of the points in legion that just drove me to go we're gonna do this i'm gonna try harder as a player to vanquish evil to rise to the top I want to see it. I want to get to the point where this, where we come full circle on this. And I didn't really feel like they really moved on that, which I was like, really. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, dude. Right. Missed opportunity. But anyway, Legend of Zelda, here's one that's going to, that threw me right. I've loved the Legend of Zelda games. Okay. For years, Legend of Zelda music is always just, you run through a zone. It doesn't matter what game it is, man. It, all the way back to the initial ones. Right thematically it just fit man it always delivered the the curveball that got me and hit me in the feelings on that game i remember like i did not like the wind waker when it released on the originally when it released on gamecube i was mm -hmm. like this style i fuck this style i didn't i didn't like the style I, it drove me nuts right i was like i don't want to why am I, why is it so cartoonish? Like, why are we doing this? Why aren't we moving into a more realistic approach? Like, you know, like later Twilight Princess, et cetera, right? Okay, mm -hmm. put that aside. I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. I played it and and I'm not, I'm gonna, I don't care if I spoil this for anybody because the game's been out so damn long that if you haven't played it, it's not my damn fault. Okay, <laughs> but the point in that game where you, Cause that's like, you know, a, a game where you're basically selling around a lot and all that sort of stuff. And there's a point where you go to Hyrule in that game and you realize the apocalyptic events that have occurred and I'm witnessing it as I'm swimming or whatever was going on and I see it and the music hit just right. And it stirred emotions. I did not expect. I was like, Oh my God. I felt like teary eyed and stuff. And I was just like, what the hell is happening to me right now? And this damn cartoonish looking game that's Zelda that I'm playing, it, it hit me, man. And it caught me off guard. And those moments, those are gems for me. Because mm -hmm. in Zelda games, when I think of what were these moments that just hit me unexpectedly, never would I would I have thought that I'd be referencing Wind Waker and talking about that. But it was that realization without words. I mean, there was the king's talking and all that but he's not explaining everything you're seeing but there there was just that moment of experience when the realization of what's happened hits you and in the moment that realization hap happens the music is there as the foundation you're standing on and that for me is the that there's a moment there and i can't even believe i just put that into words but that's that's what it is it's the moment you realize something is happening, right? Whether it's written narrative delivered with voice acting to me, it's all the same. It's the moment your brain makes the acknowledgement that something has occurred and information's revealed 
and that underlying tone is there to support you in what you're experiencing. And that is gold. That is, there is no price on those moments when you play a video game for me. And that for me is when you talk about a music, because I go, we could have no voice acting in Ashes, but if I'm reading through a quest or whatever, and as I'm reading through, there's this music that's there to support what I'm reading and it realizing it'll still deliver, man. It will. And that's what I think is key. Didn't expect to really go into all that, but that to me is what I think is key. And that's also where I think a lot of missed opportunities occur, right? You right. don't catch people in that realization. Instead, you get this typical repetitive music that's been there for the whole zone. Missed opportunity. Where do you tie it in anyway? Rant is over. People didn't expect a sim rant probably, but <laughs> I've been getting a request for a sim rant and a sim preach emote lately, by the way. And I'm just like, okay, I guess we'll be talking about we'll talk about those later in the post show, but yeah, any, anyway, those are, those are some of my, my, my points, but think about those moments. I gave a really good example of one of mine. I want to know what some of yours are. If you're listening to this, you're watching it later on YouTube, wherever, what are some of your stories? Like what made those moments deliver because music was there, you know, as the underlying piece to that, that puzzle, that experience. Okay. I think we've talked about music and and all that sound design enough. Let's talk about something truly gorgeous. Uh gorge what? Gorgeous gorge gor Okay. Glorious. Glorious. <laughs> glorious. Glorious. <laughs> There's a sweepstakes. That's in, indeed true. We'll go ahead and pop this up on screen so y'all can Kind of take a little look here. Let's go back to the actual. So the Glorious Gourd sweepstakes of 2021. They've done this for years. I've got the uh, news post in front of me. And this year, boy, are we getting a lot of stuff and things. <laughs> the inside scoop, they say. Get it? Yeah, okay. All right, Sam. That's enough. Glorious prizes, including, well, it looks like they're working with Corsair this year. Okay. And much like last time, they gave us some good reference points on what is considered an invalid submission and what's considered a valid submission. So you really need to make sure you go look at the news post, right? Don't just go jump into carving your gourd now right away, right? No matter how gorgeous it might be, don't go doing that right now. Make sure you go get yourself in the know because a lot of people they had some really great work last year and in previous years got disqualified because they didn't really read this. You got to have the image, right? You got to have your name there, man. They've got something you got to print out. You got to make sure that you have this thing in place for whatever your submission is. If it's not there the way it's outlined, it isn't going to count. So go make sure that you're doing it right. They gave really good visuals this year. I mean, extremely good visuals on how to present this, regardless of whether you're doing a digital submission or a physical submission. Physical meaning you carved it by hand, you took the piece of paper, you put it there. I'll prepare my chainsaw and chat into this. <laughs> I put a lot of work in last year. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it this year. I put a lot of time. I was like, I got to do this. I got to do it. And then I did it and I was like, damn, this shit's tough. There are people that have some damn skill, man. I don't yeah. I don't think I've got what it takes this year to do a physical submission. I'm going to be honest. I don't. Some of you are just too damn what? good. Digital submission. Maybe I can make that work. They had some great examples of last year up there. How are they going to judge it? Entries are being judged based on the following criteria. 20% relation to the theme, which is Ashes of Creation. 20% quality, 20% originality, 20% scariness, 20% humor. You have, from essentially now, well, when this was posted, until, right, the entry period, which ends on October 25th, 11 a.m. PDT, okay? The winners are going to be notified before Thursday, October 28th. 
So we'll see who the winners are. There will be 10 winners selected overall for the contest. Five will be from the physical entrant and five from the digital entrant, right? And here are some of the things that are going to be out this year. Now, last year, I think it was like, wasn't it all just, correct me if I'm wrong, it was keys, right? Mm -hmm. Wasn't there also... Yeah, I don't remember if we actually... Um, there might have been some merch, too. There was a... Was it a, a mouse and keyboard, maybe? And then some, like, mouse pads? I don't remember if there was anything more, but there were uh, some Alpha One keys, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they're going right. a little bit further this year because you're going to get some lanyards again. You're going to get some hats again. You're going to get some um, mouse pads again. A freaking coarse hair gaming chair is on there this time as well as another mouse and keyboard is also on there and alpha keys are on there and look man some of these are pretty some pretty pretty generous swag this year the the, the key or the the big one for me is like a gaming chair that's being added on there this year I'm like holy crap that's a lot so they partnered with corsair to help deliver on some of these things some clearly comes from the team's uh merch stock that they've got as well um it looks like how to enter though right they actually have gleam a gleam submission panel as well right which i'm going and looking at it as we speak so far at the time of this podcast recording 726 total entries 21 days left okay wow so you can enter it looks like in the gourd sweepstakes you can also enter by going and following. So I need to look at this part here because there is a sweepstakes entry and it looks like there's also submissions for your gourd. So the sweepstakes is all winners will be contacted via social media, uh, social links, email they provide. Visit on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, Discord server, YouTube, and tweet a message. Right? And the sweepstakes prizes also include Alpha Keys and Voyager Plus packages. So you've got the keys themselves, which are going to go through the contest, and the merch and stuff we mentioned, which are the seat, mouse keyboard, uh, lanyards, mouse pads, and hats, plus Alpha Keys. These are all going to be contest prizes. And you've also got the sweepstakes stuff, which is going to be specifically for Alpha 2 keys and Voyager Plus packages, which are the bonus prizes. Pretty crazy, man. It says here, in addition, you have 10 sweepstakes winners, which are going to get Alpha 2 access, right? And additional one bonus winner will be drawn every 50 valid entries into the Glorious Gourd contest, up to a maximum of five bonus winners. Each will receive the current Ashes of Creation Voyager Plus pre-order pack. Whoa, they 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 stepped it up this year. More than one way to get an alpha key. Sweepstakes and contests. Pretty big pretty big news. So, what's the point, Sam? Like what's what's the point in doing a gourd this year if I could just do the sweepstakes and be lazy about it? Well, I mean, you could just do that. But divide and conquer there's a chance more than one way to win a key, right? Not to forget that the Voyager Plus pack includes embers, game time, and a bunch of other things that you don't get by just getting a key. Keep in mind, when you just win a key, you just gain access to that testing phase. Let's say outline it differently. All right, Voyager Plus packs, on the other hand, include a lot of other things. So there it is, friends. There it is. Am I going to enter this year? I don't know. Depends on how much time I have. Sure, could get a key, could give it away. Sure, that would be great, right? But there's a lot of opportunity to get in on Alpha 2. But damn it, if we don't have a date. <laughs> <laughs> don't know when that is, I'm afraid. But there you go, friends. So Jeff, definitely go check it out. Go see... Uh, can go to the entry page look at the details yourself see exactly what the specs are on the keyboard the mouse the chair all that stuff go check it out for yourselves um enter if you wish also 
they showcase people. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I just want to encourage people to understand this has happened previously. They have a tendency of being generous. Not saying this is going to happen this year. Not saying. But they have in the past given additional keys and things of that nature away to people who entered. So again, I'm not saying it'll happen, but I'm just saying there's a chance because it's happened before. Historically, they're very generous about people who engage in events and things like that with the with the community. So not saying it'll happen, but there's a, but I'm telling you there's a chance. Okay, and that's it. That, my friends, is what we've got on our agenda for this week's show. Now, we have some other upcoming discussion points we're not going to really announce. We do have some uh, fellow Pathfinders going to be rejoining us for the upcoming show next week and possibly some future shows leading up until we get to the end of the October time frame. Take a look at uh, you know some of the things that are on the agenda with the studio. Hopefully, we get some announcements around um, you know just kind of what to expect in terms of timeline, but we don't really know what to expect at this point, everybody. So that being said, Daedalus, go ahead and shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on the show, man. Sure, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. And uh, friends, as always, we will see you again next week for the next Ashes Pathfinder podcast right here on the channel, 5 p.m. CDT every Sunday like clockwork where we stay the course. We'll be touching up on a couple of topics leading up until the end of this uh, this month. So stay tuned. We're going to be digging into a little bit of theory crafting, I think, coming up with some pretty positive reference points. And um, as always, remember, uh, we might be closing the show, but you know, you don't have to be a Pathfinder here on this actual podcast to be a Pathfinder. Pathfinders are all of you who are hanging out with us live, who sometimes join us on the show yourselves or sometimes comment over on YouTube or listen to the podcast at your drive on your drive to work, right? We appreciate all of you for tuning in, for being here with us uh, on the journey that we're all on here on the show. Um, and much love to all of you. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next week, friends, live your best lives. Stay safe. Walk in the light. Have a great night. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one, everybody. Take care, everyone.